everybody <laughs> welcome to no bs with Bri- well brian and susan <laughs> i i mess it up because usually brian's introducing us and then i'm i'm like susan so uh but we've got an exciting show for you guys we're going to be talking sequels this is episode number 37 yeah we're excited to to chat today I am so excited to do this. I cannot believe it's episode 37 in a row that we've been doing this. It's crazy. And I, I you did so well in that intro. Oh, <laughs> I know it was a little confusing, right? You're just yeah, like, well, I got I got thrown off because I remember like how I norm how it normally goes. And I'm like, and Susan. So. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I loved it. I loved it. Oh my goodness. All the fun today. And you know what? You know what, Susan? We were talking about this. But it's the it's it's not even summer astrological summertime. It's mid June, and I am enjoying this hot weather. So Brian's <laughs> enjoying it. I'm not. <laughs> Is it too I, hot? On, in the hot tub. You're not gonna believe this, guys. Brian actually would prefer the heat over the cold, and that I can't wrap my head around that. <laughs> I like I, to sweat. What can I say? <laughs> I hate it. I hate going needing to make a quick run to Walmart and like my bra being soaked. Like that's not (laughs) fun for me at all. I would rather be cold always. But like if your bra is soaked in sweat and you get into an air conditioned car, isn't it like kind of cold and cools you off or something? That's gross. That's like (laughs) cold sweat then. That's not fun. Like cold sweat never hurt anybody, right? It hurts me. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, it's hot. It's, it's, it's too hot in Texas right now. We are like a month and a half ahead of schedule on this heat, but that's not stopping us from doing no BS with Brian and Susan. (laughs) And, uh, we got, yeah, this fun show. So, you know, Usually our first segment either, you know, talks about Bachelor in Paradise, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, maybe a little big brother here and there, but there hasn't been any of that on in a while. So we've got a couple, you know, little reality shows we want to kind of update you on, maybe update you on what's to come with Bachelor Nation stuff. So I know Susan is like the, the godmother of all of this. So, I mean, let's do this. Yeah, I'm just going to give you guys a few uh, updates with the Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise news. They actually just released uh, the Bachelor in Paradise will return. I believe it was September 27th uh, is what they said. Yep. September uh, 27th is a set to premiere with the host. Surprisingly, uh, Jesse Palmer is going to be the host. I'm really <laughs> shocked that they didn't give Wells Adams the hosting position. I have no idea why they didn't do that. I think he's returning as the bartender, but it's honestly criminal to me. I think if anything, Wells should have, I feel like the last season of Paradise, it was his audition and he nailed it and it they should have just been given to him. So I don't know why they did that. I'm not, I don't agree with it. You can keep Jesse as the Bachelor and Bachelorette host, but let Wells have uh, Paradise. I still hope that happens. Um, but before that, 
Bachelorette, Bachelorette will return on July 11th with our two Bachelorettes, Gabby and Rachel. There have been a lot of rumors swirling. We know that there's they're going to have 32 men. They're supposedly, they think that that's going to work. Uh, and there may not be any love trying. I don't, I don't know how that's not going to happen because I really see guys preferring one girl over another uh, over the other. And then I, I would be really shocked if at least like the girls won't like at least the same guy once, like, I, I don't know. So we'll see how that goes. I'm sure that's kind of what the producers hope will happen for TV purposes. And, um, yeah, I think, uh, that's pretty much the, the main thing. Like, like I said, I don't really want to talk too long about it. Cause there's not a whole lot of news there besides, Oh, the only other news, if you guys followed, um, you know, if you guys were big fans of paradise this last season, you saw that even though Becca and Thomas walked away, breaking up, they quickly got back together. And now Becca Kufrin is engaged to Thomas because she proposed to him and I think that's the first time that's happened in Bachelor Nation and uh, good for her. I'm happy that she did that. Uh, I don't know, Brian, how do you feel about her proposing to Thomas? No, that's awesome. I, you know, everybody hated Thomas and then people really liked Thomas and it just seemed like, you know, she was ready. She's a girl, knows what she wants. And maybe, you know, some guys need that little push and she did it and. I actually, I don't even know if, I think he would have absolutely, I mean, I think he would have proposed to her on the the beach there, but she's been engaged on the show twice. Oh yeah. It didn't work out. She was, Ari picked her when she was on his show and proposed and then left her for his second choice. And then Garrett, uh, when she was bachelorette proposed, seemed like it was going well. And then, you know, they broke up for political reasons because they did not align politically. And then they, I'm sure there's more to it, but I know that was a big thing. But, you know, I I can see how maybe she was like, you know what? I've been, I've had the engagement happen to me twice. Didn't work out. I think this time I'm going to propose to the guy. And uh, I hope this is, this is it. Right, right. I think uh, I, I, then he played it cool. He played it smoothly then. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait for her to make a decision and he was ready. So, yeah, c- congratulations. Mazel tov to the couple. Uh, hopefully they will this next season of Bachelor or Bachelorette or whatever. They'll kind of do like a three minute video package of like it happening or something like that. That would be kind of cool. Yeah, hopefully there's a I know it, there's there's photos of it, but maybe a video will be released on there social platforms right what do you got for us um so for uh you know bachelor bachelorette (laughs) bachelor in paradise you know that those are just you know the trashiest of the trashiest reality television it can be mean-spirited it can be sweet i don't know about that there's worse for sure there is worse but this is trashy tv however there is a dating show that is the complete opposite of that that is the sweetest most lovable show and it's called love on the spectrum and it's a dating show with people who have autism and down syndrome and it is the sweetest show in the world they just uh aired on netflix the first season that took place in the u.s and oh my god if you want to smile from ear to ear for like four hours straight um and just 
be completely smitten with everybody on the show and all their awkwardness and honesty and lovability, please watch Love on the Spectrum. It is so fantastic. I love every second of it. Great. Yeah, no, I hear wonderful things about it. Honestly, all I hear is great things. I'm sure if I didn't, if I wasn't already like behind on TV, I probably would give it a shot. But yeah, everybody I know that watches it says like, it's amazing. It is so good. Um, And it's what reality shows should be. But again, you know, (laughs) some shows want to be mean, but yeah, yeah. But Love on the Spectrum is not at all. It is wonderful. Good, good. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So yeah, that that was the reality shows. Oh, I guess the other reality shows, if the one I still like that just aired on Netflix as well, the reality show Bling Empire season two. Um, they had a little drama to it this season, but I still like all these people um, mm-hmm. in Bling Empire. You know, it's about the billionaire Asian community in Los Angeles that stick together and have a good time. And it, they're awesome. They are like so genuine and fun and great and i love it all and i'm just so happy that they brought it back for the second season good show good i haven't heard of it but i'm sure it's good guys (laughs) are you sure are you sure uh yeah sounds okay (laughs) no i mean it's also it's kind of like you know bling empire you know think like and I compare it to like the kardashians in a way but kardashians oh then never mind i i take it back i thought i thought it was good Never mind. But with that being said, nobody likes the Kardashians, but well, Bling Empire, the people in Bling Empire are so genuine and nice and want to do good and are good to each other and stuff like that. It makes it worthwhile. So I think that element to it is really fun. And then plus you get to see like, wow, these billionaire community, like their parties and their stuff are insane, but they also use it for good. And it's pretty cool to see like uh, all their Asian culture seeped in into that as well. So um, I loved it. I, I, it's a really good show and I liked it because it has uh, compassion in it. Nice. Yeah. Uh-huh. So that was uh, the, um, our, our, well, we're going to get back to our normal flowing uh, schedule once bachelor and bachelorette does start up. Yes. Yeah. We'll get back to the bachelor. Yeah. Not too long, but uh, you know, in the meantime, we will move on to our main event, uh, which was inspired by a couple of sequels that just released top gun Maverick and Jurassic world dominion um, (laughs) Two totally different kinds of sequels, but it, it, you know, uh, it made us want to talk about our favorite sequels and then we'll get into our worst and our favorite TV spinoffs. But uh, what, what, what's fu- it's funny because Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion is like Top Gun Maverick and Jurassic World Dominion. They're like at the opposite ends of the spectrum, don't you think? Yeah, like one is like the best thing ever and one is like the worst thing in the world. Like I just it's crazy how those came out so quickly. Uh, yeah, they, close to each other. Back to it's like one, they, and they both kind of have that same idea where they are like bringing back original cast, years in the making, should have been, but well, actually, I shouldn't say that because what I thought Top Gun was going to be was ultimately what Dominion was. So I actually think like Top Gun Maverick had no business being as good as it was. Um, so it was amazing that it was like that good. <laughs> 
No, I, I said the same thing about Cobra Kai. Like Cobra Kai <laughs> has no business being as good as it is, but it is like yeah. one of the best shows on television and yeah. it's amazing in every way. It's like, how does this, how is this possible? How is Top Gun sequel 30 years later this good? And it is, is that, that good. Yeah. I know. I know. And it is that good, but, um, and Dominion is not, but <laughs> I, I think we should start with uh, talking about what are some of our favorite uh, movie sequels, which I'm imagining you might have a long list. I, whenever I get to mine, like, I, I didn't realize how many sequels I liked. I thought it was going to be a lot shorter. And I was like, oh yeah, I do like a lot more sequels than I thought. So I'm curious, uh, what all were your, what do you have as your favorite movie sequels? Okay. So you want me to read mine off? Yeah. Read them off. And if I, if, if you have any of the same, then I'll mark mine off and I'll just say same. Okay, so first one, it's got to be Evil Dead 2, um, Dead by Dawn. Mm -hmm. um, Evil Dead 2 is arguably the better of the two films, uh, mm -hmm. Evil Dead 1 and Evil Dead 2, just because it, Sam Raimi added that Three Stooges humor to it, and little did anybody know that it like was a perfect marriage of this horrifying you know, silly gore and crazy situation with this Three Stooges humor and his ability to use the camera in crazy ways and Bruce Campbell, you know, it was like the perfect, you know, storm of sequels and Evil Dead 2 is still regarded as one of the best sequels ever made. So yes, Evil Dead 2. Okay. Um, also, Aliens, the uh, James Cameron version. Yes, Alien, the original one, it just can't be beat. It's amazing. It's uh, it's, it's like, it's like stoic in a way and it's scary. And then James Cameron comes in and you're just like, oh my God, we saw the alien for like 30 seconds in the first film. But here in this movie, we're going to give you a hundred aliens and you're going to see them constantly. We're going to give you crazy characters and it's just going to be a like chaos completely from stop to finish with comedy. And I think aliens just kind of show what the universe could be in the alien world, thanks to James Cameron. And I don't <laughs> like to say that, but you know, he did it. Um, and unfortunately, I'm gonna mention another James Cameron movie, uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. I mean, mm, Terminator- That one was better than the first, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Terminator 1 is awesome. And when you take, you know, that character, the T-800, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger's character, and he's just, you know, a, a blank, horrifying villain but he's not like he's not like a villain but he is a very scary villain because he just knows one thing to kill this one person and whoever gets in his way mm -hmm. and then to completely flip that upside down and make him the like such a good dude in the second movie yeah it's amazing and like yeah, the actress, was... yeah you like that I do like that. It wasn't on my list, but I did. I remember because Trevor and I watched the first two back to back mm -hmm. in preparation for the the new one that came out or whatever. There was like a newer one that came out, right? Not too long right. ago. Correct. It was supposed, to, but it was only supposed to be like you just had to watch the first two, and it was going to be like that sequel, right? So, and I remember thinking I liked the second one more. So. Right. Yeah. No, T2, like the, the action sequences in that are just so well planned out. The the storylines, the characters, just there's so many memorable moments in that movie. It's just it's a, it's a brilliant sequel. And of course, I'm going to say it without mention, it's Godfather 2, one of the best sequels ever made. You get to find out about Vito. You get to find out about how 
the dawn became the dawn you know it's it's a great movie um one that might not be on most people's list but is on my list um <laughs> is uh is rush hour too um i i i mean i like rush hour one um but rush hour two was just so great and amazing i loved it i think it brought more to their dynamic i didn't like rush hour three at all but rush hour two was great um Toy Story 2 and 3. Holy guacamole. I have Those, Toy Story 2. Toy Story yeah. 2 is my favorite of all of them. It might Toy be my Story. favorite Pixar, possibly. Toy Story 2, I think, is so underrated because people don't mention it a lot. But man, yeah. that story and the emotion in that movie is unparalleled to like any movie in the world. <laughs> it was so good. I might be partial to it because Woody is my favorite. I'm more of a Woody fan than Buzz. Yeah. Um, but I loved seeing like kind of, I guess, would be his backstory. And I remember the twist of, um, you know, Kelsey Grammer's character being like, kind of like bad there. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, Whoa, it like shook me. I was like, Oh my God. And I just remember thinking the writing was so good. And the scene where he gets fixed, you know, right. When he gets the update and stuff, Yeah, visually it's so captivating and beautiful to watch his restoration or whatever like yeah it was yeah it's cool and it it brought out that like element of you know what we wanted to see in a toy story of like you know the collector side of things Mm -hmm, and like mm -hmm. it's not great to keep a toy in its box you know yeah yeah it was really cool to see that yeah those two movies are awesome and then i think just three just because we got to see in a Pixar movie characters accept their fate and be together. Yeah. <laughs> that was hardcore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, um, you know, first we had Batman Begins, but holy moly, The Dark Knight. Oh, yeah. Oh. yeah. That, that's that, definitely on mine. I was wondering if you'd have that. I mean, that's one of the best sequels. Again, I just have to say, so Toy Story 2 might be my favorite Pixar. It's definitely my favorite Toy Story. Dark Knight, I say, is the best Batman movie. It's so good. And, you know, just how they did that, how, you know, the characters, like, it's just brilliant. It's brilliant, brilliant. So, yes, Dark Knight. Um, I'm going to do Empire Strikes Back, of course, just because it brought in a whole lot of other stuff. I'm going to say the original uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Um, uh, well, I have Empire, I have to say I have Empire Strikes Back as oh, well. Oh, you do? Perfect. As Star Wars as yeah. well. Do you have Jedi? No. No, no, no Ewoks for you then. Absolutely not. That's one of the worst ones. Ew. <laughs> what? Return of the Jedi? Blasphemy. Um, uh, yeah, Wrath of Khan, uh, the the original one, not the one that came out, you know, a few years ago. But uh, mm-hmm. the original one is just so good because you get the 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 relationship with uh, Captain Kirk and uh, Spock, and you get. Uh-huh. Con, it's it's amazing. Um, I'm also going to say I'm going to build this as a sequel because I think it is a sequel. But we had so many X Men movies, and then we had Logan, and holy God, Logan is so good and was so much better than I thought it could be. That was a sequel. Huh? That was a sequel. Yeah, yeah everybody's right, in there. Right. Yeah, Logan's. It just takes place so many years later, and mm-hmm. everybody's just in very bad shape. And it's just it's emotional. Yeah. It's good. Um, also, Dawn of the Dead, the 1978 version, the sequel to Night of the Living Dead, because Night of the Living Dead kind of takes place all in one country house in rural 
uh, America where just like a few people are holed up in a house. But then mm-hmm. in Dawn of the Dead Men, it brings it to the, a city into the mall. And it, you know, has undertones of like, you know, consumers and consumerism, capitalism, and then this zombie apocalypse. And it's just, it's brilliant. Oh my God. And then of course, my last one, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Um, I mean, the Raiders of the Lost Ark is amazing. The Temple of Doom is silly, fun, and probably the craziest movie ever made because it's about, you know, a cult stealing kids and killing kids and taking their hearts out of their chests. But yeah, then you have that was any, my favorite Indiana too. So. But the, the Last Crusade is just amazing. Like it's mm. Sean Connery and Harrison Ford just knocked it out of the park, and it was a perfect blend of comedy and action and heart. I loved it so much. Um, so those are my, I know I'm missing some, I know I'm not mentioning some cause I could be here for an hour, but yeah, it's, it was, I, I had to just cut myself off cause, and you might agree with some of mine. So like, I didn't even think, I thought we'd have more, uh, but I mean, like I said, I mentioned, uh, well, we had three. So, um, toy story two was obviously on my list. Dark Knight was on my list. Empire strikes back is on my list. I went ahead and put top gun Maverick cause it's absolutely like so good. It is. Uh, it, it, that movie is, it, like we said, it's ins- it's insanely amazing. And I've seen it twice. And I'm curious when the 4K releases, I'm going to watch it again. And I feel like I'm still going to love it. Like that's just a movie I think I'm going to put on. And it's going to be rewatch one of those it. Yeah, rewatch it. Yeah. It's so much fun. Yeah. It's the perfect sequel. It, it is. is the perfect sequel. And there's not very many, though these are great. I wouldn't necessarily, I wouldn't necessarily call them perfect, but Top Gun Maverick especially if you rewatch the original, you see where, I mean, it just doesn't hold up as well as like this particular movie I could see holding up for decades. Like it's just so good. Um, And it just, all the potential that the original film had is exceeded. Like, it's just like, it's just, it exceeds expectations because they're able to be mostly because of those flight scenes. So they're so good. Um, but other sequels that I really love, um, my favorite sports film to this day is always going to be the Mighty Ducks, the first three movies, but my favorite Mighty Ducks is actually Mighty Ducks 2. I love the second (laughs) one, uh, but I threw in Mighty Ducks 3 as well because I love all three, like, but I think that the second and the third are really great. Um, I like that. I like this about you. (laughs) <laughs> mm-hmm. I love oh my god they're like feel good I could easily rewatch oh especially the second one and by the end when they're singing um queen like we are the yep. champions yeah so good um also American Pie 2 that is such a great like sequel it's finally where we get to see Jim and Michelle like be a couple and or I mean you know the real like spark grow which you might see a glimmer of it in the first one, but then just what they did in the second to show their relationship. It's just like, how do you not fall in love with that couple after that movie? And I'm telling you, I like all the main versions of American Pie movies, all four of them. Like they're so Same. good. They're, they're amazing. In part two, Same. doing the summer thing is so great. Brought back everybody and they found a way to bring back everybody and do kind of similar situations, but make it feel original and new again. Like it's just they the are, they, Well, they're very smart. And I agree with you. I, I have no, like somehow it just worked out for them that they did each different like eras of their life, high school, while they were in like college been summer, you know, yeah. 
then um you know marriage marriage and then they brought it back like years later to show like you know the reunion yeah 10 years yeah yeah like i love all of them i I I think it's great that's another one i could pop in there and just enjoy all those but american pie 2 is particularly like so freaking good um also another great spider-man movie that i really love is spider-man 2 with toby toby mcguire and the um you know, the first time we see doc ock yeah, yeah that, that's sam raimi that's evil, that, look at you spider-man 2 and evil dead 2 same director right there oh and, yeah 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 no i i love did you like spider-man 2 Fuck yeah, it's one of the best ones, if not one of the best. Yeah. yeah. yeah I okay. feel like Toby Maguire gets a bad rap. Like, I really do. I think that. Um, well, because so many people were ex- upset with three. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, it, three sucked. Yeah, three was bad, but two, one and two were really good. Like, he yes. did. I, I don't know. I, I, yeah, I was a big fan. And then I just feel like I'm doing a lot of like superheroes now, like, too, but. Um, my favorite X-Men is X2, X-Men United. I think that is the best X-Men movie. Well, Logan's the best oh, X-Men movie. Well, you like Logan. I see the thing is Wolverine's not my favorite. Uh, he's fine. He's fine for me. <laughs> um, Logan is really good. But uh, yeah, I really, I really like that one. And then uh, Hunger Games Catching Fire, which is the second one. What? How's a Hunger Games make any of this list? Don't make mine because I really like the second one. It's so fun. Oh, I just dislike you, those hey, movies. I remember after we got out of Catching Fire, Brian's exact words were, "It was good." It what? Was good. Yeah. Is that me? Are you sure that was, was that was me? He, yeah, because you said this. You thought the first one sucked, and so you were like, "That was better," and you were like, "It." And you, but you were like specifically like it was like. It, you weren't going to give it a very like higher than that. It was just like, it was, you know, you were very like tame, but you knew it was good. Um, also winter soldier. Oh yeah. That movie's fucking awesome. That's a damn good movie. I couldn't not put it on the list. And then dark Knight is the best Batman movie. However, in my top three, which obviously I think the Batman is number is going to be number two, but Batman Returns, the Michael Keaton Batman, but Batman Returns, Michelle Pfeiffer as Catwoman, uh, Danny DeVito as Penguin. I mean, freaking awesome. I rewatched that on a plane not too long ago. Still love it. Mr. Cobblepot, my favorite. (laughs) Yeah, I love that movie. It's very campy and it's hard for it to compare to what we have now, but I still really enjoy it. I like that movie a lot. That's a great Mm -hmm. movie. Yeah, that's that's all of my favorite sequels. Uh, well, I'm, I'm curious, like you didn't put put Ragnarok on there. Or... Shit. See, I forgot. I'd put that too. You didn't put it on yours. No, I did not. Just because it's not my, it's not in these top twelve. But I mean, oh my god, I yeah. could have. I told you I could have kept going. Oh, I would put Ragnarok. Yeah. yeah so if you put Ragnarok on there, and I, call me crazy, the last one I'm going to mention, it's sequels two, three, and four of the same movie. But I'm saying these people continually, continually make you laugh out loud every time and have a great time at the movies. Jackass, Jackass 2, Jackass 3, Jackass 4, constantly, consistently hilarious and amazing. Never gets old. 
that's, I, I guess I can't fairly judge. I've never sat through a whole one of those, but that's oh fine. Oh my goodness. I'm going to say those. Yes. There you go. There you go. But I, I'm, I'm going to on record add Thor Ragnarok because yes, that is, that's another one. That's the best. Like it's so dang good. So yeah. Correct. Well, shoot. And then you do that. I'm like, what about in game? Dang. Well, like, yeah, Endgame is like an amazing, yeah. It, I mean, only, you can, you can see Civil War is like Avengers 3 and Infinity War or Gardens of the Galaxy 2. Like, those are no, both. No, not all, Gardens of the Galaxy 2, though, because no, the first one's better. But yeah, they're all great. Tr- yeah, try not to put like all of the superheroes because they, they do so well with Marvel. Um, so yeah, curious. I mean, yeah, yeah with Marvel would be like, I feel like Marvel should have its own category. That's kind of like when I put in Winter Soldier, I was like, dang it. Now, I, because Marvel's so good. So right, it's like right, right. hard. But anyways, it's we. it was really easy to pick our favorites, I think. I mean, there might be a lot of the worst. I limited my worst to like about how many? I think there's like six here. So why don't you start with uh, what were your worst sequels? All right. So for, you know, Jurassic World Dominion style here, um, I'm going to go with a good day to die hard. <laughs> die hard one through three. Fantastic. Good day to die hard four. unbelievably shit. It's so bad. And I like Kevin Smith and he's in it. And that movie was terrible because they made it PG 13 and awful. That's so okay. Bad. Um, Independence Day. Uh, part two. <laughs> I mean, horrible. Why are we doing this still? But you know, they had a lot of uh, they 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 had a lot of years to think of something great, and then if you can't get Will Smith, you um, you can't you can't do the movie. But uh, I, Independence Day four. I mean, I will say one saving grace of Independence Day part two was uh, Judd Hirsch driving the bus all over the place. Um, the Blues Brothers sequel, Blues Brothers two thousand, which I get. You know, they did it, but, you know, it really wasn't good. You can't do it without Belushi. Caddyshack 2. Caddyshack 1 is unbelievably amazing. Caddyshack 2 is unbelievably awful. Jaws Part 4, The Revenge, is just, wow. Um, (laughs) Blair Witch 1 is amazing. Blair Witch 2 went a completely different direction and was god-awful. Speed with Keanu Reeves. One of the best action films ever made. Speed Part Two without Keanu Reeves. One of the Not worst good. action movies ever Not made. Not good at all. I thought <laughs> all, that one out. <laughs> although Willem Dafoe in there, uh, he he his evil character is a lot like the Joker in Batman. <laughs> if you watch it, um, Michael J. Fox and Teen Wolf, amazing. Teen Wolf Two with Pat, uh, with with uh, Bateman. Not a good movie. Uh-huh. Uh, and I will say that is a sequel because they do make mention to the Michael J. Fox character in the movie, mm-hmm. uh, but that movie's terrible. And then um, I was a fan of the Hangover one and Hangover two. Hangover three just got mean and stupid and terrible. And you were a fan of Hangover two. I like them getting back together again and going overseas and getting into it again. I liked Leslie Chow, you know, like what could I say? I, I, I laugh. Only Hangover one. Everything else after that was awful and should have like burned in a fire terrible i i can stomach hangover two hangover three i cannot i hated it Mm -mm, i hated that one too i mean it was worse but yeah 
So yes, those, those were the ones I thought of that I really hated. And like, I would have said Ghostbusters too at one point, but I think I've grown to love Ghostbusters too. So I like Ghostbusters too. That's my favorite one. Yeah. But compared to the original, like that's not a good movie, but I have come to love it. It's scary. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Vigo. Uh, yeah. Well, okay. So I almost feel like this is like a collective thing. But obviously, you could tell I didn't like Jurassic World Dominion. Jurassic World 2, uh, Fallen Kingdom was even worse. It was so bad. Um, and I mean, let's just throw Jurassic Park 3 in there because it's forgettable and not very good either. So those three in particular were just <laughs> not great. Um, Zoolander 2, which was really a crime to even make those actors show up for that and try to ruin what I mean, was one of the best ben, comedies, in my opinion. Ben Stiller directed the, the first one, and I think they've been wanting to make a sequel. And I didn't put that on my list because because I, I thought about putting that on my list. And I just think like, OK, yeah, it's silly enough. It can work, but it's not. It doesn't have the same thing. Yeah, it's a bad sequel. I see why no, it's, it's on your list. Horrible. But I, yeah. I was so excited because the only funny part is Kristen Wiig saying youth milk because she's saying youth milk. She's yeah, like, yeah. Youth milk. milk. And she's doing like a commercial with it. It was yes. so funny. And they advertised with that. It was the only far, funny part of the movie. Um, I think they, I think one thing that really threw me off, which maybe it was because maybe that was when Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor were having problems. I have no idea, but they like killed her off and brought in a loot new love interest. And I was like, nobody wants to see this random girl when you were like with your wife. I mean, thank God. Side note, Ben Stiller and Christine Taylor are back together, which is yay. I'm very happy about that. Um, but yeah, like I was like not cool with that. And I just, it was just stupid. Honestly, I, I hate even bringing it up because I, it doesn't exist in my opinion. It does not exist because I love Zoolander one. It is pure comedy gold. So, um, no orange mocha frappuccinos for you. I love orange mocha frappuccino. That scene is something me and my friend Holly will quote. Like we, we have like a photo. <laughs> <Orange> <laughs> No, I think it's great in the first one. And then the gasoline fight. <laughs> so that's awesome. But ugh, the second one, um, I think you like this movie, but Halloween kills is just, just I, absolute yeah. dog poop. I mean, I was really, yeah, but the first mind. movie's not good, and the second movie's not really good. But I liked the second movie because they got to lots of killing, and it was what it was. Like, I watched no. it in a hotel on no. my computer, and it was fine. Like, it was not fine. It, it was, was fine. absolutely, as Brian would say, I'm sorry you liked it. <laughs> Do I, I sound like that? Yeah, that's how you sound. Exactly. That's exactly how you sound. Um, I'm sorry you enjoyed any minute of that because the whole time, I liked the first one before it. Before it, I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I forgot what that one was called. Halloween. We watched that at Fantastic Fest. What was that Correct. called? What was it Halloween, called? 2008. No, not 2008. Well, it came out in 2000. Was it 2008 or 2018? No, it came out in 2018. 18. And so 2018, <laughs> but it was just called Halloween. And now it's mm. Halloween Kills and then Halloween Ends, 
I think. Yeah, whatever. So it's, yeah, Kills was awful. Uh, I don't know why they're continuing, but I hope they do better. Um, Mall Cop 2, I just, I actually enjoyed the first one. I thought it was kind of fun. And Which so one? Just, Mall Cop. Oh, Mall, oh, Paul Blart? Yeah. <laughs> we're now we're getting into kevin james territory what are we doing here all I these just, <laughs> i really enjoyed the first one i was disappointed oh. but uh and then another one did you watch uh did you watch the first jack reacher with tom cruise did you like it no i didn't like it you didn't like the first one i thought the no, first I, li- I thought it was boring like i liked uh i like oh. the i mean it's okay enough but like it's not good like the the, the series on amazon is amazing well, a series is better because the guy is like way better. But I mean, either way, I just the second one is so, so bad. I thought the first one was fun. So the second one, they just go this weird direction with a daughter and it's just so bad. Um, you know, within five minutes of watching it, kind of how we felt when we first started watching Dominion. I was like, oh, yeah. that's where this is going. And finally, one of, to, in my opinion, one of the best horror films, I think, I don't know if Brian's going to agree, is The Ring. I love The Ring. It scared the crap out of me in middle school. Uh, but they, for some reason, decided to do The Ring 2. And that was not good. <laughs> well, because the Japanese had uh, versions, had like two or three sequels. And then the American version by Gore Verbinski made like hundreds of millions of dollars. So, of course, they're going to do a sequel. Mm-hmm. and But they completely failed because the Gore Verbinski one, being kind of shot for shot remake it was so good and tense and scary and yeah that sequel to ring oh ooh, ooh, ooh. why why are we so you here? like the first ring right oh yeah i like the ringu films and i like the, the american version of the ring for sure well the american version i mean i figured yeah no i just want to make sure because i wasn't sure if you'd agree you're so you're way more critical with well I say that, yet you liked Halloween Kills, so I, I don't know where you stand. <laughs> <laughs> I keep you on your toes, Susan. Have you not? Well, I've told you this? before, <laughs> you're inconsistent. But uh, yeah, no, the uh, the first ring, the 2002 version with Naomi uh, Watts is so good. So um, yeah, but those are my um, those are my worst sequels. I could have gone on for a while, but uh, moving on to well, actually. Did you want to do your question about the movie sequel we would want and then go into TV territory? Oh, the movie sequel we would want? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I have I have four of them. Oh, God, you have four? Jeez. I have four movie sequels that I desperately fucking want to watch right now. I literally, I, I, cause I, I, I don't really like sequels. Like, I, I mean, I guess I'm very cynical, even though I do like sequels, I'm cynical as far as thinking they can't be good. So... Um, I just have one. So go ahead. What are your four? My four. Um, we desperately need a sequel to district nine. You fucking left us hanging on district nine. You're supposed to come back two, three years later. We haven't gotten anything. That's okay. Thanks for not coming back. No, I like district nine. Um, also Tarantino has stated since the beginning, supposed to be a kill bill (laughs) volume three. I want Kill Bill Volume 3. I want okay. this. Um, okay. 
I want my sequel to Leon the Professional. I want to see Natalie Portman as an older assassin taking on the mantle and training a younger person again. I want okay. that. That might be my favorite so far of the three you said. What's number four? And God damn it, why are we getting Avatar sequels when we could have a Ugh. true lies sequel? I want a true lies sequel with Tom Arnold and Arnold Schwarzenegger old and having fun with Jamie Lee Curtis. Please, okay. why? I want this. Also, Big Trouble and Little China sequel with Kurt Russell and Kim That's Cattrall. five, Brian. <laughs> five. I didn't major in math. What are you doing? <laughs> um, Big Trouble in Little China. We need this movie in our lives, you know, 40 years later. We, we need the return of Lo Pan. We need the monsters. We need, we need Jack Burton and Wang Chi and Kim Cattrall, Gracie Law. What is happening you left us on a cliffhanger with him driving on the pork chop express and the monster showing up. They made a they made a comic book sequel where the monster and Jack Burton are friends. Come on, let's do this. Movie-wise, these are the sequels I want. As you can tell, I'm very passionate about it. I can tell. I can tell. Um, well, the only one I could think of, and it makes me nervous because obviously Breakfast Club is my favorite movie. I was thinking, you know, at first I wasn't going to put it. I was like, I don't think I should say that because I don't want a sequel. However, the only reason I put it is because I was inspired from Top Gun. Top Gun inspired me, Maverick. And I was like, you know what? The original cast is all alive. If you brought him back for a 40-year high school reunion, it could be done really well. You bring back the original cast and have them back in the high school for a 40 year high school reunion. And I don't know exactly what the plot would be. You'd have to really work, but somehow, I, I don't know. I mean, I don't picture any of them have really stayed in touch. It would be kind of one of those things where, you know, cause I, I never saw that any of them would have like really changed after that. I didn't take, that wasn't my takeaway. I didn't see like those couples lasting or anything, but yeah, and I guess they'd be it'd be their grandkids in high school by that point, maybe. But um, or not not in high school. They wouldn't be in high school. So I guess they'd have to maybe they could talk about their kids. But I'm not really sure. I'm not I'm not sure what the topic could be. But I I'd be curious. I would I so I did a an article for Screen Rant and I recasted um, the Breakfast Club. You well, we did that too that. with our podcast. We before. did, we did, and I would like to see Judd Nelson's character as the the vice principal now, and his take on that being where he was to being the vice principal now, and maybe yeah. he's married to Molly Ringwald, and maybe she's the principal there, but they you work something like that in. But then they have like their own, you know, modern day issues. So I can see that. I mean, I wouldn't, I like, it. I like him as the principal. I think that's a good idea. I don't know if I'd believe that he'd be married to Molly Ringwald's character. I mean, I feel in like a perfect world, you'd want that, but like, of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah, of course you'd be in a perfect world. You'd want it, but I think I'd see, uh, Andy and Allison more likely to be together versus the other two. Right, right, right. But no, I mean that actually that, that adds another spin to it. Like seeing him be the principal and stuff. But yeah, that's the only one I could really think of. But um, all right, well, you know, uh, they're not necessarily called sequels when it comes to television. They're called spinoffs. Uh, so I'm curious, what are your favorite TV spinoffs? Oh, I have a few and I love oh, all God. of these shows. I know we're going to have one. I had to one. control myself. So, I, I, I I have... so, so one of my favorite spinoffs 
um, is Xena Warrior Princess came from Hercules, from oh. who he should not be named ever anymore. Um, but the guy, the guy actually... played Hercules. Yeah, he's that a one? terrible human being. Why did I miss something with him? Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, you should look. Yeah, him up. what did I? <laughs> you will not like Uh-oh. it. Uh oh, must have forgotten. Uh, yeah, Xena Warrior Princess, fantastic spinoff show, and uh, unarguably the better one. Um, one of my favorite spinoff Unless- shows ever. One of my favorite spinoff shows ever is Boston Legal. Um, that came from the show The Practice. Boston Legal is a lawyer show, but done in the same style as Scrubs, and it's with uh, uh, James. Uh, oh God, what's his name? It's William Shatner and James Spader, and it's fantastic. It's so funny. Like if you like Scrubs type of humor, it's like that, but with uh, with lawyers, and it's amazing. Um, I'm gonna say Angel, Angel from Buffy. Angel, Angel's on my list. It's so good. It's yeah. so good. Um, uh-huh. A lot of people don't realize this, but Mork and Mindy with Robin Williams was a spinoff from Happy Days. Happy Days, yep. Uh, Mork and Mindy, fantastic. Um, one of the best ones, Frasier from Cheers. Frasier is fantastic. Too. Yeah. I have it too. I actually God, liked Frasier, even Frasier's though it went com- right over my head. And hey, Frasier's coming back too with a sequel uh, season. What? Yep. The Look same people? Up. Same people. I loved so, Niles. I was yes. such Niles. Niles and Daphne. I yes. when when they finally got together, talk about how long they made us wait for that to happen. Yeah. To a point where I didn't even think it was gonna happen. And it finally did. And I was like, oh, yes. So good. It's so good. So good. Um uh the Colbert Rapport from The Daily Show. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a that was so good and Colbert Stephen Colbert just like knocked that out of the park with his uh character and that it was great um better call Saul from Breaking Bad is better than Breaking Bad which I can't believe I'm saying because Breaking Bad is one of the best shows ever made uh better call Saul is better it's amazing um and the best uh spinoff to ever be released ever that's still going on now is the Simpsons from Tracy Ullman show oh the Simpsons is a spinoff so the Tracy Ullman show was like a variety show and every episode they would show like a, you know, like a five minute cartoon of the Simpsons and then it, people really liked it. They made their own show and that's mm-hmm. history Simpsons. Wow. Yep. Wow. That's amazing. Um, I did yeah. not know that I, w- I would add Simpsons in there because I mean, I love that show. Uh, but so like you mentioned, Frasier and Angel, obviously. Um, and Okay. I didn't realize that Facts of Life was actually a spinoff from Different Strokes. As a kid, I loved Facts of Life. Uh, I was a pretty big fan of that one. That was one of my favorite, like on, uh, there was a period there where it would come on late at night on uh, Nick at Night, and I would like stay up to like four watching it. Um, also, did you know that Daria was a spinoff? From Beavis and Butthead. I had no idea. Well, I watched a lot of Beavis and Butthead, so I knew Daria and then the character for King of the Hill, Hank, is kind Mm -hmm. of in Beavis and Butthead, but it wasn't the same type. It wasn't the same actual character, but it was the same character, basically. Mm. And so that's why King of the Hill isn't considered a spinoff, but it should be. But yeah, Daria is definitely, and Daria is awesome. Daria is awesome. When I was a kid, I feel like I knew that this was not a cartoon I was supposed to be watching, I guess, necessarily, but I loved it. I love Daria. I did not like Beavis and Butthead, but um, 
Also, A Different World, which to me, better than The Cosby Show. (laughs) (laughs) I I mean, I really, even before The Cosby Mess, I actually really genuinely liked A Different World more because it was like all only, it was more focused on the kids, not so much the adults. Right, right. I really, and I didn't even care that much about um, Cosby's daughter. Eventually she leaves the show and like, they stand alone without her. Yeah. Like, uh, it even goes better because I was a big fan of um, that couple, uh, Wayne, Dwayne, whatever. Yeah. And he falls for that one chick who's like kind of annoying, but you end up liking her with those squeaky voice. Um, I can't remember it. But anyways, uh, really like that show. And my favorite show of all time, I'm actually wearing my Bayside shirt. It wasn't planned, but it actually kind of falls in line. But Saved by the Bell is actually a spinoff from uh, Good Morning, Miss Bliss. If you guys know that. It was originally, did you know that? I did know that. Yeah. So I think when the show started, they thought it was going to be more about, it was like a lot more focused on her and like her stuff, which was like, and then they like teased like Zach and Lisa were there and Screech might've been in there, right? Right, right. But then you, but the, yeah, then you have all these kooky characters and you're just like, oh, we want to see those because oh, you just want to see the kids. Yeah. Like, you just want to see the kids. Yeah. Yeah. So then they did the genius idea of like changing from Good Morning Miss Bliss to Saved by the Bell. And it was like more focused on Zach and his friends. Yeah. And I mean, they got rid of Miss Bliss completely. Then Mr. Belding was in the original and they kept him. So, uh, which, so love Saved by the Bell. And actually, I like almost everything Saved by the Bell. Uh, I watched all the Saved by the Bell. I watched the college years. Love the movie spinoff, Hawaii special. And even after that, they eventually do a Saved by the Bell, like the new class. And they keep Mr. Belding and Screech as like principal people or whatever. And like new people come in. I still like those two. What about the, the ones on Peacock? I have not watched them yet. Susan. I know. What are you doing with your life? You're such a big fan. The, I know. It's season it's, one and two are so good. Like, and I believe that. I believe that. What are you that. doing? Your is favorite show ever. It's not your favorite show ever. Otherwise, you would watch it. No. You watch these. Hard. No, I told you. First of all, I wasn't going to watch it at first because I got really scared. They were about to separate um, Zach and Kelly. And I can't watch that. If oh, they no, they break didn't. Them up, they're married. I heard they didn't. So I was like, okay. And come on, when we first saw the previews, I was like, uh oh, what the heck is this show? Um, however, I do want to watch it. I would like, I've been, I've talked to you about this before. I don't like waiting years for like seasons to come out. Then there's you two seasons. I'm, watch it. Is there's, it done? Is there going to be another? No, season? I think there's me more seasons, but no, catch up. We can have something to talk about. Oh. oh. <laughs> We don't have anything to talk about minus how, this. How long has this podcast gone on for just right now? <laughs> like, y'all, if you guys don't know this, it actually takes Brian and I like at least minimum 30 minutes before we even press record. Yeah. Because we're talking before it. So anyway. And if that tells you anything, folks, that's real yeah. friendship. Yeah. No, there's plenty to talk about. I want, I will watch it. I just would prefer it to be completely done. Just like I did Ozark. When it's done, or if, if it's on, its, if I find out it's on its last season, I'll go ahead and start. But perfect example, I've been told to watch Dead to Me, like 
by everybody. <laughs> Jen, Susan, you're going to love it, Susan. Um, glad I didn't watch it right away because when's season three coming? Hmm? Yeah, not coming. Yeah, exactly. I will wait when it's out. <laughs> like, of course I want to watch it. I love Say by the Bell. It's the only thing I haven't seen is Say by the Bell. I'm going to watch it. It's amazing. Okay, good. Okay, good. Okay, good. Yes. <laughs> well, on to that. On that was all my sequels. So uh Brian had a great question about what TV spinoff we would want. And I actually had two of those. So you go. Me too. Ahead. I had two oh, as well. Just two. Yeah. Great. Uh, both HBO shows. Um, I want to spin off of The Sopranos with AJ and Meadow running things for sure. Um, we got that Super Bowl commercial this year with them, and I just kind of made me want them to take over the business. Um, just because I imagine, I mean, at the end of Sopranos, I believe they shot Tony and Carmela, but um, it's up in the air. But I would like to see kind of AJ and Meadow, more so Meadow being in charge, but that would be awesome. And the other one, my favorite show ever, The Wire. Um, I want a spinoff show of the fourth season where the kids in school are, some of them went to police, some of them went to the gangs and they're doing the thing again with that spinoff of just the kids. And oh my Mm -hmm. God, that'd be amazing. Um, So yeah, those were my two suggestions. Okay. All right. Um, I haven't seen any of those, but I will take your word for it. I would like, so one of them, I don't know if you've ever heard of this show. It's called Popular. It was, I think it came out in the nineties. I don't remember Popular. Leslie Bibb and Carly Pope were in it. Um, I'm trying to, let's see here. If there's, there's, oh, it also, that was the start of um, that one chick who's always in um, American Horror Story now. Oh, uh, um, Leslie. I know who you're talking about. Yes, yes. Leslie. Yes. Oh, God, what is her name? It's not Leslie Bibb. It's not, not Leslie Mann. I know who you're talking some, about. Maybe her name. So Sarah Rue was in it. Leslie Grossman. Leslie Grossman. Yes. She's in like a lot. So that was her start there, too. But so it was only um, two seasons. And I got to say, it had the most like shocking um uh season finale in season two where you didn't know like it looked like one of the main characters gets hit by a car so you don't know like what's going on with that but also there was this the two sisters well whatever stepsisters they were in a love triangle with one character and they couldn't like he he picked he picked which one he wanted and you never knew like they walk out like they they're both upset about it and they don't know what what the decision was. So or we don't know what the decision was. They just ended on that and it was canceled. And I was just like, what? So um, anyways, yeah. Oh, but then the other one was just, uh, did you watch Master of None? Oh, yeah. I would love a real like, like other season of that, that, um, I mean, I know it's not technically a, off. These are kind of, these aren't necessarily spinoffs, just continuing. I don't know how they want to do it, but uh, you know, season two was one of the best seasons like of a show, I think so good. And, you know, I can appreciate if it just ends, but I want to see more of Deb because they had the third season that focused on Denise and her love story and kind of stuff with them. 
and Deb made an appearance, but he was clearly, he still didn't have his life together. Didn't show that he was, they made you think he was all happy and great. And then quickly you saw he was still single and not exactly like, I, I didn't feel like he was, his story was complete. And so I'd really love to just get a season where his story is complete. Right. I do too. I mean, I like the third season. Okay. Enough, but it's just yeah. not the same without the characters and you need Aziz front and center. So he's just so good. Yeah. yeah he's just so good. He was missed. He was. So yeah, those are good. Those are good. And those are our sequels and our spinoffs, please. I'm glad you stuck with us. I hope you check some of these out if you haven't seen them or revisit them. They're a lot of fun. I knew that was going to be a meaty talk because that was yes. a lot. But uh, yeah, let's get into our uh, our blind watch. Our blind watch uh, is actually a pretty cool blind watch that many people don't know exists. Uh, this is what it's all about with our blind watch where uh, Susan and I have seen so many movies. We try to take a movie we both haven't seen and watch it for the first time and talk to you all about it on the podcast. Uh, it was my pick this uh, time. And I went with the 1996 movie titled Bound. And so what is it about this movie called Bound that stars Jennifer Tilly, Gina Gershon, and Joey Pants, otherwise known as Joey Pantoliano? Um, well, this movie came out in 1996 and it was directed by who was it directed by? It was directed by the Wachowskis. The Wachowski siblings, Lana and Lily Wachowski, ring a bell? Yes. In 1996, they made Bound. In 1999, they made The Matrix. Went on to make all the other Matrix movies. In addition to that, they helped make V for Vendetta, Speed Racer, and a whole lot of other things. But yes, uh, before The Matrix, they made this movie called Bound. And uh, the cinematography uh, was done by Bill Pope, who did such movies as Army of Darkness, Dark Man, Fire in the Sky, Clueless, but later on did Spider-Man 2, which we mentioned Spider-Man 3, and then all of Edgar Wright's movies like Scott Pilgrim and Baby Driver. So the movie is just... Like, I've always wanted to see this and I never saw it because it's just like kind of off the radar. It's, you can't really find it to buy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, to see, you know, it's kind of like going back and, you know, seeing somebody like Peter Jackson before Lord of the Rings, seeing his movies or like James Cameron before, you know, Aliens or Terminator before hit that. It's like something as big as the Matrix and culture, something to see on a much smaller scale. Uh, from such creative people is bound. Mm -hmm. And when you watch this movie called Bound, which pretty much takes place all in one room, basically, for the most part, you will see all the evidence there is for the general makeup and foundation for the Matrix, even though it has nothing to do with like the Matrix, camera shots, characters, the way they dress, the way they talk, it's all kind of there. And you know, knowing what the Wachowski siblings did later in life, which is like almost unheard of, two uh, dudes, brothers who both became transgender women. Uh, you can see a lot of elements in this movie because this movie is very LGBTQ friendly. It's mm -hmm. been praised since the 90s at film festivals for being very ahead realistic. Of time. Yeah, ahead <laughs> of its time and the lesbian relationships and stuff like that. And 
uh, it's really cool to see. But uh, before we get into it, um, Susan, since it's my pick, I always love to hear like, okay, I picked this and it's like, oh God, what did he pick? And then what Mm -hmm. your thought was going in and then what you thought after. So it's interesting. I was actually kind of excited when you picked it only because as a kid, um, I would obviously go to Blockbuster. It was like my favorite place to go on like a Friday or Saturday or whatever. And I would roam the VHSs at the time, probably whatever, eventually DVDs, but they would have for a while there before, because I don't know, for a while there, they didn't have the like cover either, but Bound was there. And I would always see that cover. And it's literally Jennifer Tilly and, oh gosh, I already, what's the name of that other actress? Gina Gershon. Yeah, her. They were like tied up on the cover. And I was, I mean, it's a very like, you know, eye-catching movie cover. And I would look at it and I'd be like, what is this? I'll never forget. I could never, I mean, there was no way I was getting that rented with my parents or my brother or my sister. Like, my brother, if I even looked at it, my brother's like, dude, what the hell are you looking at? Put that down. Like, you know, not, <laughs> not because of like the lesbian stuff, just because it looked like a sex movie, you know, like it just looked like, like bondage. And I wouldn't even dare to look at it in front of my parents. So I was always curious about that. That was actually one I remember like wanting to watch. Cause I was like, what is this? It was on TV one time and I caught it in the middle and I was too lost to like know what was going on. So whatever. So when you picked it, I was like, Oh, I'm interested. Um, but I will admit the first hour of it, I was not as like, it just, it felt like a porno. Like it legit had the dialogue and the, like, it was not about any, nothing was happening. I was like, what is, I was texting Brian. I was like, of course you pick this is like a porn. Like, and it wasn't the first hour. I don't think, I think the first like 20 minutes is like these two women meeting and it's just like full sexual stuff. (laughs) It's just, it, it was so quick. It was just like, they looked at each other. Like she may as well said, did you order a pizza? And like, they should have started having sex. Like, I'm here was, to fix the cable. Yeah, 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 that's better. You're right. No, no, because no, she is like the maintenance person. So it was more, it was like, I'm here to fix something. And then she's just like seducing her. And it was just like, it was so, I was, just, I mean, I'm awful. I don't care what it, who's whatever hooking up, but I want like a reason. Like, it was just like, she was attracted to her right away. And they just like, I mean, they start hooking up within five minutes of that movie. Like, it's just boom. And, uh, and it just felt like a porn. Cause I was like, where's this headed? Like, if it's just them hooking up, like, I don't really, um, and I was a little worried that the plot was going to be that the guy was mad just because she hooked up with a girl. That was it. So the fact that it wasn't that I was so really, the moment it gets into their plan to steal the money, then it got good. Then I was like, okay, this is solid. Very stylistic. I do like, um, the vision and the shots, it's very creative and engaging and the performances are good. Like I said, it, it, the moment they plan out the money stealing, it actually kind of keeps you like, you're kind of holding your breath the whole time. She's like, oh, okay. So yeah, besides that beginning, I was, uh, it's, even I found good with the beginning. Cause like, okay. So Jennifer Tilly, everybody knows like she's Tiffany yeah. in the child's play movies, Gina Gershon. You've seen her in like snake eyes. You've seen her in 
Killer Joe. You've seen her a lot. And Joey Pamliano, of course. Goonies. I mean, let's not forget Showgirls. Showgirls, Gina Gershon. Yes, I forgot. How can I forget? Um, Yeah, Joey Pants. Everybody knows that. So Joey Pantoliano is basically a kind of more subdued character. Same character as he is in Sopranos is Ralphie, um, which I can see the creators of Sopranos saw this movie and were like, man, he's going to be a great mob guy. So he's a mob guy. He's married to Jennifer Tilly. They're together. Is he married? I think they're just dating. They're dating her. They're his girlfriend or whatever. Yeah. And they... uh, she wants to leave her because leave him because you know she's attracted to Gina. Gina's the maintenance person, just got out of jail. And they kind of come up with a plan to escape together with a lot of money. And it kind of all comes together uh in the span of like kind of like a day or a night. And all the mobby mafia people, Christopher Maloney is in this, and it's just kind of and so when you think of the matrix, you think of like kind of like camera angles and like, you know, kind of milestones and filmmaking, like with like the 360 view of somebody jumping in the air and a karate kick and it kind of, you know, the camera zooming around in the 360 motion. So in this movie, while they didn't have that equipment or technology in the sex scene, like the camera in one shot kind of goes in a 360 view of them kind of having sex. And I've never seen that before in a sex mm-hmm. scene and it's unbelievably good. But then there's like scenes where you're like, oh my God, it's on telephone rings. Somebody answers it. And then the phone call, the camera traces the phone wires, you know, verbatim on the floor. Like, it's like, oh my God, that's matrix. And there's so many kind of like, everybody's kind of in black leather in this movie. And you're like, that's Neo and Trinity, you know, like it's, we can see those early thoughts for a Matrix movie in Bound, but of course, Bound, you know, I would imagine cost, well, it says it costs $6 million and it looks like it costs $6 million because, yeah. it's, you know, it's kind of one setting. You've got some big name actors in it, you know, not, you know, too big for the time, but this movie is actually really good. Like it's, you know, a brilliant and creative team of filmmakers who are you know household names now and this is their first movie and this is what they did they broke the mold back then you know with six million dollars but then you make something like the matrix and everybody's gonna think oh man this is their first big thing but yeah no this this is crazy this movie is really good um and it's you know it's kind of got a little bit of coen brothers vibe to it with like some of like you know, kind of like the story plot points here and there, because there's like mm-hmm. a lot of things happening that kind of converge on like at the end. Uh, and the characters are really good too. And they're not like, they're some are a little quirkier than others, but I think this movie was good. Like it's by far not our favorite one, I think. And not no, movie, but yeah, it's definitely not, definitely not our favorite blind watch uh, for me. Just again, just so like the, the beginning, it took me a while. Now, again, if I rewatched it, go, I would know where it was headed. So maybe I'd appreciate it more, but I think, and it's, to be honest, it's, it's the story. The plot is nothing innovating. It's not like something we haven't seen before, really. It's just the way it's done is really creative, like the shots. And, you know, right. I did I did like the deceit. I loved how she was able to get in his head and the actions that that led 
to um, that, whatever the ripple effect essentially. So. uh, Right. Yeah. It's, it's cool. And I just want to make sure everybody knows that the Wachowskis did this. They did the matrix quadrilogy, but also the person who edited bound and the person who did the music for bound also went on to edit all the matrix movies and do the music for all the matrix movies too, that they did in bound. So it's just kind of like uh, kind of a happy family that, the Wachowskis took to superstardom. Like it's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I think it was, they did this before matrix, right? This was a night bound was in 1996. Matrix was in 1999. That's what I thought. Yeah. So that's, it's kind of cool to see, like, I know we were pointing it out when you, and you mentioned it too, just like uh, you can definitely see little, almost like previews of what we're going to get from the matrix, like with the way the shots were done. Right, right. And it is definitely an LGBTQ friendly movie. And mm-hmm. on Rotten Tomatoes, if you're into that thing, it's 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, if that says anything. And that's kind of rare for a movie like this. You know, I don't even think the Matrix yeah. movies have a 90% rating. So really, I doubt it. Way? Really? I don't know. I, I doubt it. I doubt that, that they're, I mean, at least two and three don't. I don't know if the Matrix one does, but I don't think it has over a 90%. Huh. So, uh, well, um, I mean, honestly, the, the only good matrix in my opinion is the first. And I, I like the fourth one. I do too. I like all of but, them for what they are. I mean, the two and three are very action-based and you know, whatever. Two and three are terrible, but I dis- I don't think they're terrible, but they are, you know, different. You have to go in them with a different, yeah. Uh, 88% matrix one. Wow. 88%. That's crazy. The Wachowskis, I can't say it, but the Wachowskis, like, yeah. Wachowskis, they're probably like, what? How does that yeah. happen? So yeah, that is a uh, check out bound. It is on, um, oh, what was it on here? But no, was it Paramount? I don't think or, it was Paramount. No, Amazon. It was, Amazon. it was on Amazon, Amazon mm-hmm. prime. Check it out yeah. on Amazon prime. Uh, because as of like maybe a couple months ago, it was not on anything mm-hmm. and now it's on Amazon prime. So before it leaves again, everybody should check out bound. If you're a fan of the matrix movies and Wachowskis. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I recommend it for sure. Especially cause it's free to watch on prime. So it's, it's worth it. And it's not very long. Yeah, it's not an hour and a half, hour and 40 minutes. It's not long at all. And plus you get to see uh, Gina Gershon and Jennifer Tilly and Joey Pants, you know, Christopher Maloney, you know, ham it up. It was good. Yeah, they do ham it up. (laughs) It is good. Uh, That was our blind watch. Next next episode will be Susan's. And uh, I'm excited for that. And before we leave you for the 37th podcast, we have some honorable mentions. We have some movies that we've seen that we want to tell you about uh, quickly. So um, let's let's hit it. Uh, well, uh, did you watch Moon Knight yet? I have not watched Moon Knight. Uh, it's actually it's it's solid. Uh, I enjoyed it enough. I think there are moments where the show drags, but I do think it's definitely worth a watch. I think Oscar Isaac is incredible in it, as he always is. But uh, yeah, it's an interesting take to see a superhero uh, with multiple personalities. I think that's um, that's really cool. And uh, there's a great like Egyptian background setting that's nice. And um, just uh, I recommend it. it's on Disney Plus. Uh, obviously, uh, we've already gushed about it, but if you have not seen Top Gun Maverick yet, I strongly recommend you see it in theaters. Don't miss it. Uh, like it has to be a, 
what pay for the IMAX experience. I, and I rarely say you have to watch a movie in IMAX, but this is one you should. Uh, and I'm rewatching Veronica Mars, uh, definitely watch the first two seasons. It's on Hulu. Season three is not as great. But I like season three. I've, I've watched Veronica Mars several times over. I like the you, movie and wait, I like the new one. Yeah. You, I, you I, honest I, to God. No, no, no. Okay. I'll give you the first half of season three, but the second half of season three, especially after the Dean's murder is solved. It, 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 is it jumps, it jumps the shark a little bit, but I like those characters and I'm sticking with them. I still like them. Okay. I love the characters. Don't love what the writers did. Uh, however, I was a big fan of the movie. I'm excited to rewatch that. Um, and then I remember not being crazy about the Hulu miniseries. However, I'm going to save my judgment to, till I rewatch it again. Okay. Um, and then I watched Jennifer Lopez's documentary halftime. So good. I watched some of that and I just, I can't get into it. I don't, maybe it's just because I'm not a fan. (laughs) Really? And I just, I mean, I get it. I just, I could care less on what she's wearing and her, you know, getting her dance moves up to par for her show on the halftime Super Bowl show. I do wish there was more about, a little bit more about her background stuff, but I did find it very inspiring. Like I got emotional. And one thing I just keep telling people is like, you know, I was so young that I didn't even comprehend how big of a deal it was that she was a Latina woman in mainstream movies the way she was, because I just thought she was like this pretty and good actress at the time. You know, I loved Selena. I loved uh, wedding planner and things like that, but that was a really big deal for a Latina to be like the lead love interest with these like white actors, um, even for that time. And I don't think I, I even grasped that. So it, 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 it really, um, I mean, that, that really hit me. Um, I almost like kind of put her in a white category though, you know, like I really did. Oh, really? Yeah. Cause it just didn't hit me. I felt like she was, I, because I just didn't think about it. I didn't think about it. And then I realized I'm like, no, she was, you know, she's a Latina and she's, I mean, so it's really cool. Um, uh, but I, I enjoyed it. And, um, also did you watch hustle with Adam Sandler? Um, I did watch Hustle and I really, really, really loved it. Damn good movie. We, we watched it yesterday and we, me and Trevor were both like, that was really good. Like top 10 potential. It was so good. And I love Adam Sandler. I think he's an underrated actor as far as, you know, people just look at him as like a comedy, like who's made a lot of flops and stuff. But uh, I think that especially when he goes serious, he is, he can make some really great films and that this was one of them. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Hustle, you know, it's not his usual comedy and it's just, Mm -hmm. it's, he's just so good. And you know, he's, is in love with basketball his whole life. And it's just great to see all the basketball players. It's great to see. So many people signed up. Yeah. It's an inspiring story and he's great in it. And Queen Latifah is great in it too. So. I mean, everyone is, I I had no problems with anybody in that. And then, um, Finally, I, I was just going to say, I started, we started Stranger Things uh, season four. We only watched the first episode, but I'm hoping we'll watch another one tonight if uh, Trevor's not too tired. I have watched uh, the first eight episodes of um, Stranger Things season four. You mean seven? 
Oh, seven. Yeah, seven, because <laughs> the next two will come out July 1st. Um, Which is only two episodes, by the way. Yep, it is. It is. Um, Stranger Things season four so far is great. Like it is. You like it? It's it's its scariest. It's its most violent. It's most adult. And um, it kind of takes away from the Carpenter aliens type of feel. And it mm-hmm. leans heavy into Nightmare on Elm Street territory. Um, in this uh, fourth season so far, and I'm really loving it. Uh, I've really enjoyed it. So yeah, Stranger Things season four for sure. Yeah, I'm excited to watch more. I I'm so I mean I love it anyways, but I really like the the first episode. Good, good, good. I think you'll like all of it, all of mm-hmm. it. And then um, my one uh, came out on Apple TV Plus. Please go see Cha Cha Real Smooth. Fantastic, one of my favorite movies of the year so far. Uh, Cooper Rafe produced, wrote, directed, stars in with Leslie Mann and Dakota Johnson. Um, it is a feel good, happy, compassionate, wonderful movie about romance, um, falling in love and then growing up. It's wonderful. I cannot wait to watch it. It is definitely our next uh, watch at home, but I think we're going to finish Stranger Things before we get to it. <laughs> no, yeah, it is. Uh, it is amazing. So Definitely check out all those movies. Check out all those spinoffs. We are No BS with Brian and Susan. We're on every podcast. If you're listening to us, you know where to find us. But, you know, Susan, where can they find you? Where where else can they find you? You can find me at thischicksflicks.com. You can find me at City of Irving uh, YouTube channel, ictn.tv, Twitter, uh, Twitter and my Instagram are uh, at this chicks flicks as well. And I, I always say it, you can Google me. Yes, 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 you can. You can find me at high def digest, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, all the fun places. I do my radio show Wednesdays um, uh, from noon till two playing soundtracks. And of course you should visit our friend, Matt Mungle, the entertainment answer. Cause mm-hmm. both Susan and I both do shows with that glorious man in Oklahoma Yes, one day, one day he's going to come on no BS and we're going to we're going to have fun with him. Yeah, we should definitely do that. So, uh, yeah, that is the plan. That is no BS. We love you. We miss you. And we'll see you in a couple weeks. Yeah. Bye.